out. <laughs> what are you gonna, I like this. Uh, this is good moments. This is, go- this is gold. Fucking here we are again. <laughs> I know you need to sort of work on the exasperated tone. Mm. that you talking? <sighs> <Is that what's laughs> like Tim Canterbury from the yeah. office. Oh. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Dial, dial up the enthusiasm a couple of uh, yes, yes here we go now now this is the real podcast when I went to the showers after PE mm-hmm. we used to call one lad Simon Snob <laughs> yeah it's the failed rock star Snob, unusually short. <laughs> now I'll leave you to guess whether that is height or penis. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think regular listeners will yeah. know. Well, we're in the showers, so yeah. <laughs> doesn't take a detective. Mm. Is this a, is this true? Is there, was there a Simon? Yeah. Of <laughs> <laughs> okay. Simon Snob. Yeah. It's, all, it's all about authenticity on the Fails Rock Star Club. Yeah. Amazing. Simon Snob. Cleverly alliteration. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right, really good. <laughs> okay, um, so hello everyone, welcome to the Failed Rockstar Club podcast, the podcast that talks to musicians about mental health, their journey in music, and a little bit of fashion. Um, we have a special guest in this week, right? Yes, we do, Mr. Ben Porches Butler. Yeah. Hello. Oh. Hi. Hi. We'd like to put you in the middle. The guest goes in the middle. Yeah, I, it's nice. By, um, by a couple of fatty and big nose. <laughs> no, it's lovely to be in the middle here. Hello, all. Hello, mate. Are you keeping your own? Yeah, very good. Not too bad. Um, it's a pleasure to have you. It's a pleasure to be here. So, as always, sh- should we introduce Ben first before we mm-hmm. talk about ourselves? Yeah. So, Ben, we've known Ben for a good few years from coming into the shop. Yes. But he is uh, notably embarking on a solo career under the name Porteous, right? Yeah, Porteous, yeah. Porteous. That's, this is that was my first question. Yeah, how do you really pronounce <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, really. I've been saying Porteous, and then you threw me by saying Porteous. No, but that's all right. That's, that's, that's sort of it. it. Like Roman, I've had worse. <laughs> sounds like Porteous. a Roman emperor. Pretentious. Porteous. <laughs> yeah. Porteous. Porteous. Um, I'm trying to think of others I've had, but there's some mm. all sorts of names really I've been called. You know, Bangkok. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know the drill. But, yeah, that's your solo project, but you also do you work, yeah, you work with almost every band almost. that I've ever met. <laughs> yeah, no, a lot of them like Sam, obviously Sam, Eagle, mm-hmm. a lot. Regular, regular mentioner. We yeah. mention him a lot on the podcast. He's a, he's a dude. Um, his drummer. That was my main one and. With um, American Blondes as well, and yep. uh, who else? I don't know. A few, but I'm definitely like I think Porteous is what I'm um, spending a lot of time on. Like I'm regarding it sort of my main outlet at the moment, which is cool. Um, yeah. So before I want to go into 
Well, before I want to go into you, oh, <laughs> um, too fast, please. Want to kind of like just have a little catch up um, with Jez, and want to find out. You, so we've been Hello. open for what, three weeks in the shop. It feels like longer. Yeah, is this the start of the four, fourth week? Week four or the end of week four? Possibly. Yeah, I, I think it's been four. Yeah. Uh, have you seen any regular characters? Because one thing about working in a shop, I mean, mm. you've, you've been around a little shop bit, long yeah. enough now, you get lots of regular eccentric characters, I guess you <laughs> yes. call them, right? Yep. Especially the sort yeah, of places, you have to be careful with what you call them. Especially the sort <laughs> of shop that we are, we kind of seem to entice kind of like people. We are the flame mm. to their moths. Yeah. So, have a little think. You have to name names, but... <laughs> <laughs> Top three regulars that you've oh. seen come back. Well, I've got to say, there's a nice new lady who's got a nice, gentle Kiwi accent okay. that I've been enjoying. Yeah. She brought in some sweeteners because we didn't have any sweetener. Oh, that's really nice. And she that. likes her latte with a sweetener, and we, did, we couldn't offer that. So she brought her own. Yeah, can. And she yeah. left them here. And I gave, I gave someone on Sunday one of those sweeteners. He went, uh, These aren't proper sweeteners. You need, they're, like, they're top up sweeteners. Yeah, he came. In, he actually he came in again today and said that had happened, mm. but he hadn't realised there was a little dispenser at the bottom. Mm. Okay, oh. yep. pop up so, sweeteners. So he was fine with them today. Well, they were. <laughs> well, there you go. Anyway, yes. I just well, actually, my he's, shoulders out. He's been very regular. <laughs> he, that guy's been regular. He comes in for a coffee, sweet and a chat. That's good. Yeah. He's actually a pro Brexit man, but one of the very few reasonable <clears throat> people I've met who's pro Brexit. Okay, that's good. Interesting. He, he, he did. He did. Yeah. thinker because he did. He was obviously desperate to have a chat because he was <laughs> yeah. like gagging, and he kind of come up with yeah. something, and then the conversation started. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know, he loves a deep chat. Yeah, anyway. that's good. But he's he's a very intelligent guy. Yeah. I, I like his chats yeah. actually. He's married to the lady who works. She's a regular customer. She's made some bracelets for us once. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Oriental mm. lady. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That's her husband. Okay. So that's, that's two uh, and. Uh, another regular. Mm. <laughs> There's some that I don't really, I don't like it when they come. I don't really want to mention them. What about knocking on the so, door guy? Oh, oh yeah, Saint Bernard. Saint Bernard. I saw Saint Bernard he, in the park actually. How's he? How's he looking? Well, he's sort of he's about eight now. <laughs> nice hair on his body. <laughs> yep, running around going for a walk. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. I did know. I did actually see Saint Bernard that you're the, talking the about. Guy, yeah. The guy. So there's a, there's a gentleman well. that knocks on the door every single day. Yeah, I don't know if we've mentioned him on the podcast twice, before, but two, two to three times a day. And he, two, well, he's, always, no, it's always two. Yeah, and he's like a blesses the shop, doesn't he? Yeah, well, I sort think that's nice. what he's doing. Some people pay for that, you know. Yeah, mm. we're very we're the lucky ones. It. it could be cursing it. Yeah, yeah. We're getting know. a little cheeky blessing twice a day. Mm-hmm. And I, but I think if he stops, we'll go out of business. Well, the good thing is that he's been doing it for so long now, and with the one time that we had a T-shirt that said "Jesus is cool," oh really? And, went, and he, and then he wrote us a card and put two pound in there. Yeah, oh. signed it, Saint Bernard. God bless you, Saint Bernard. Oh wow, so okay, I so that's coffee. it. But I want, I've, I never really talked to him because I find a little bit creepy. Just in case. Okay. <laughs> Sounds harsh, but I don't know if he's self. Proclaimed Saint Bernard, or he's officially been mm. canonised. Yeah, or he's well, a dog. He identifies as a dog. Yeah, that's it. maybe it that's it. I've never really stopped to talk to him. He sometimes yeah, gabbers something gibberish. through the ear. Yeah, yeah. But it's hard to understand but what he's saying. You never get any sense out <laughs> of him. Yeah, 
That's your top three regulars. Well, top three because you just sprung that on me. Yeah. They are three examples yeah. of the kind of folk we the have. Regulars. They're very much a mixed bag. That's good. Some you look forward to seeing, some yeah. you're like, oh no, them. Yeah. And some stay stay like uncomfortably long times. So. Yeah. How does that marry with yeah, um, our actions, which are here for everyone, no judgment, no pressure? Well, well, they, you say you say that. I treat them all the same. That's mm-hmm. the. I, don't know, I think that's internally, part of the problem. You do it. Yeah. Internally, I'm going. Oh no, <laughs> them again. Externally, but externally, yeah. I'm perfectly nice all of them, and that's why they keep coming back. Yeah. <laughs> I've been hoisted by my own pitard. <laughs> Is that phrase? Jean-Luc Pétard. <laughs> yeah. Hoisted by my own Jean-Luc Pétard. That's good. I think it's a nautical term. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not sure. But, yeah. Cigarettes. But I think that goes to show. We yeah. are we are consistent with yeah. our... Mm-hmm. I assume you're the same. So, yes. Um, I'm probably no. not as... Yeah, I'm Get probably out. Probably <laughs> I feel like you've got a lack of... Top, you're less tolerant than I I am... <laughs> I'll be polite and chatty, but after a while, I draw a metaphorical line in the sand <laughs> and find something to do at the back of the shop. Oh, so you just walk away? Sometimes, I have to, because it, it, it's encouraging and it's... The shop's yours. Nothing in the fucking till, mate, so... Yeah. I, yeah, I have to use that technique before. You, everybody's yeah. got a limit. Because you want to serve the other... Cu- you know, it's yeah. when there's other customers in here and you, you're being sort of... Yeah. They're having all your attention. There's an example, for example, fair. Adrian, who comes in, and he wanted mm. to go into business with us, but he's been writing raps, mm-hmm. oh, wow. which he wants to sell in here and go 50-50. But we had to um, politely decline that because I was worried about his mental health because I think he, if, when he didn't sell them, which is poss- a possibility, I was worried that it would get How him stressed react, about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. So he said he's going to come back and write some poems instead. That's good, sir. <laughs> Step on. Yeah. I think that's more his niche. We'll take the beat away. Get, get more literary. Yeah. 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 probably the same one. the right yeah, place. They'll be the same one. I've got rap written for him. Okay, so um, moving on swiftly on, I want to ask everyone um, I'll ask you first, Jez. Yep. Um, your song of the week, please. My song of the week is Vertigo by the band U2. U2. Yes. Now, I'm not a massive U2 fan, I'm not that a particular good. fan of that song, but. It's appropriate. That's Ooh, what this thing okay. is about, right? Okay. I regularly get this thing, oh, yeah. an earwax build-up, which impacts what? on my sort of the inner ear, the, the bit that does the bounce. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm tossing and turning in bed, no, <laughs> make the noise. I'll turn over and then I get like, I have to hold grip on the sides of the bed because I'm yeah. dizzy. Okay. And I get That's this okay. sporadically through my life. Right. And I've been putting ear drops in. It's not having any effect. No. Yeah. So I, ha- I need a good hard syringing. It doesn't, it, ha- <laughs> it doesn't happen to you when you've been drinking a lot. Does yes, it? it's, I'm particularly prone to it. I think that's... When I'm run down, you've had it on, I get I the build-up. Like, mm. We've been on last weekends and you've been... Yeah, on the way home. Absolutely dogs are off. Because, yeah, mm-hmm. when I on a plane as well, it kind of... Yeah. Do you ever? It, has it, it ever been me. really bad where you've fainted? I haven't things, fainted, because that's though, but I've just... Yeah... It's just, I think it's a mild But form it's still bad, it's still, mm. it can feel really ill. Yeah, I've really really yeah, had it this week, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, and I'm just about to f- fly to Spain. Oh, no. And I'm, I'm a bit tense about it, to be honest. Mm. Maybe it's quite a mental thing. Mm. Maybe, maybe. But it's also very much a physical thing <laughs> when yeah. I'm literally yeah. clinging on. It's like that sensation of you're about to faint. Yeah. But. If, if you hold on and write yourself, you, yeah. it passes. You're right, Is yeah. it the like thing where you move your head and then everything moves like two yes. seconds later? Mm. Yeah. Like that. Oh, that's weird, yeah. I don't think so. 
But I mean, that probably can't help. No, I probably don't drink enough. I've had it a couple of times where I've been dehydrated. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, it's it's been bothering me this mm. past week. But it's mostly what it's mostly when I'm lying down that okay. I get it. Mm. Standing up, walking around is fine. Mm. But it's something if like when I, the back of my head is touching something. I should go. I mean, listeners, viewers, I should go and get checked out. Really. Mm. Mm. Yeah, do go and speak to someone. You yeah. never know. It could be simple. Could be Wear earmuffs. <laughs> muffs. That's it. Have you never known? mask. They can't, they can't block the sort of head on muff. <laughs> block them up yourself. Get used oh, to it. Oh, I'd love to. <laughs> okay, Ben, what is your song of the week and why? I think it is um, Bruno Major, Nothing, if you've heard that, which is no, a new song um, from an album called To Let a Good Thing Die. Have you heard of Bruno Major before? He's no. sort of quite indie. <laughs> No, he's, I don't know. I hadn't really heard of him massively. He's working a lot with um, Phineas, who obviously does all the oh, Billie Eilish the Billie stuff. Um, That's her brother, right? Yeah. 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 Um, and, yeah, this basically, he, he dropped an album, and I've always sort of liked his stuff, but I've sort of had, taken it with a pinch of salt. There's always been something I've not liked <laughs> for some reason. Um, but this album, someone recommended it to me, and there's this one song called Nothing, and I'd, he sort of, he dropped it recently, so I don't know whether part of it was written about lockdown and things like that, but it was just so oh, yeah, cash accurate. In, cashing in on lockdown. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> everyone is. It's a lockdown song, and I yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, it's called Nothing, and it's basically, the whole album's about him, it's to let a good thing die, like to let um, someone you're in love with sort of go away. Um, really well written. But this song in particular is like, just about staying in and just doing nothing and just doing sort of just playing games and it's like to the point to the thing of playing Mario like he, he says like um, and we play Mario even though I always lose which is exactly what I've been doing for like the past weeks <laughs> with my girlfriend you're, you're and like well, no, she's just really good at it. No, so that's Mario thing. Kart or no, this is Bros. I've never really played Mario Bros. Uh, so. No, I. On what, you know, what are you playing? On, on the uh, DS. On the DS. Guitar. A computer. I made a. I, it's no, good. I was going to compute that. I said something about, oh, you've been playing computer games. And I went, oh, granddad, no one calls computer them computer games. games. What, what are they called? Games. They're not games. Just games. Yeah. I guess there is a computer Yeah, but what if you want to play a, a board game? I know, well, I know. Yeah, that's true. That'd be granddad. I was like, all right. Who said games? Yeah. Customer. Wow. Yeah, I see you computer games. I went, they're not, they're not called computer games, Granddad. Games. <laughs> I'm not called Granddad. That's <laughs> what I would say. Yeah, harsh. But it's, and there's well, a, they the say the Ryan. There's a Ryan Gosling film as well that he mentions the one, The Notebook, and he yes. says we watch The Notebook for the seventeenth time, and isolate it the whole time, and then you see me crying. And like I remember the time I watched mm-hmm. that film, that was exactly my position. Yeah. I was like, oh. it's rubbish. It's a chick flick, and then. It all goes. Sure it it all turns. Like, oh dear! Oh dear! So that's it. Watch out for your head bend, by the way. I quite like it. It's dangerous. <laughs> it's, uh, you smash your head open and. Yeah. Stephen, what about Maybe your not. song of the week? Monty Python. <laughs> always look on the bright side of life. Oh, it's an obscure choice. <laughs> Good one. Yeah. Uh, because surprise, surprise, <laughs> of all the therapy that I've been doing, one of the kind of things that I'm working towards is trying yeah. to kind of obviously change the narrative. Mm-hmm. And I was actually really struggled this week. I normally find it really easy to think of a song, but this week I really struggled to think of 
something, and I thought, well, maybe I'll do something to do with the coffee machine because obviously that's been playing up recently and that's been <laughs> stressing you out. Yep. Stressing, yeah. And, but then I was like, well, we did that last week, so I stuck to my original. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's it. And I'm learning at the moment about trying to figure out my immediate thought process when it comes to the situation and how and then how I interpret it, and mm. not like the kind of like looking back on it, but the immediate snap um, thought. And that's what I'm working on, trying to, trying to cool, change. Yeah. So you write, are you still writing down all the... Not as much as I should. Mm-hmm. But, then, but then I don't know why I should bother, because I write down loads like last couple of weeks, and then we talk about one or two of them for other things. So I was like, well... Which ones? Did she, pick, she just pick she out her favourites? or random? one or two, yeah. Mm. And we speak about those thought processes. But so I'm like, well, bloody loads down there. So <laughs> what's the point? So I'm picking like ones that kind of seem to have like but it's really difficult because you're constantly having to write down like you we're all thinking all the time mm. and we all think like certain thoughts and then then over time it changes a little bit the kind of mental like what changes the way you re-look at them over, mm-hmm. over time yeah but the whole process the whole point of it is to kind of change the neg- narrative over time is to change it from people said like last week is it learn to drive changing it from really having to think about it to then having to um it just becomes like a normal reaction to then trigger like more positive thought processes yeah. off stuff so there you that's go. really cool interesting yeah. i'll be reading a book about happy pills and i'm scared now and i'm thinking i might stop stop taking happy pills mm-hmm. pills. yeah it's made me think it's made me worried that they're not actually having as much as impact as you think they probably are and that, in actual fact, it's like more of a placebo effect, and it's your mind that yeah. is what works, and it's not like a serotonin imbalance, which you kind of learn from. Yeah, it. yeah. It hasn't. It's like that was like a kind of early theory, but in actual fact, it may not be true. Hmm. Yeah, I guess it's it's sort of a scary thing, but if you come to terms with that, sometimes you can be yeah. in so command, now, can't you? I don't know what to, what to think about it really. So, I'm going to go back to the doctor and talk to him about it, and go, what the what. Just ask him about it because it's hard to know. But the book has Davina McCall promoting it and Hillary right. Clinton. Amazing. <laughs> Hillary Clinton, Davina McCall, Russell Brand, and yeah. some of the doctors I've never heard of. What's Davina McCall? I know, that, so I thought it was very good. Yeah. Davina McCall said this is a must read. <laughs> good for Amazing. Her. That she's still working. Taste, yeah. now it's scaring me, so I've stopped reading the book because it's like changing everything that I thought was like yeah. the answer. Yeah. Uh, is it is it mumbo jumbo or it's is difficult, it but based no. in fact? Is you just but don't know, do you? I bet there's another book that could make could swing you back the other way. Yeah. Mm. Like, it's just I think What's it's the like, thing in that book, like yeah. with documentaries as well. Yeah. You, it's the last thing that you saw influences yeah, you. Yeah, I know. And it does. It's true. I mean, it's really difficult. And I was, I spoke to the person that gave me the book. I spoke to them about it, and she said. And this made me actually kind of reconsider it again. I said, I'm going to speak to him about the, the, my doctor. And she went, don't forget, doctors are paid by pharmaceutical companies. And at this point, <laughs> oh, like at this point I went, do. for that reason, I'm out. Really, they don't have your best interests at heart. Brilliant. Yeah, you have to remember, sure she's a that. conspiracy theorist and yeah. it's got all sorts of theories about 9-11 and all that. Yeah, kind of right, stuff. yeah. So, it's difficult, isn't it? But yeah. yeah. But Davina McCall. <laughs> I mean, that is it. That is a strange shot to position. On one hand, you got McCall's <laughs> yeah, stamp McCall's of authority, <laughs> and then a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. That is difficult to navigate. Hillary Clinton. Clinton. Yeah, I mean, Amazing. Have you watched the Hillary Clinton documentary? That's no, she's talking the... about oh, pills. Is she? I haven't watched it, but yeah. I 
I'm talking about the book. Yeah. The time. <laughs> That's all yeah. she goes on about, yeah. 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 Her friendship with Davina McCall, <laughs> Russell Brand, the, par- the World Party. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys, so I want to move on to talking about you. Ben. Yeah, let's talk about Ben. Let's talk about Ben. Right. Let's talk first. Let's introduce Ben properly. Yeah, okay. Sort of, yeah, I've called this the episode, the portiest episode. Portiest episode. So That's we a real that. privilege. Yeah. yeah, I'll take that. That's brilliant. We know Ben from uh, things I know about Ben. Okay. Right. He's very funny. Thank you very much. He is a ridiculously talented virtuoso pianist, mm-hmm. but he can also play every instrument there. He's just one of those really yeah. annoyingly talented mm-hmm. people who can get a tune out of anything, yeah. even the drums. Yeah, the drums. I can't do brass and I can't do woodwind. But have you tried a bit? Yeah, no, I've got. In fact, that's sort of leading on to something else. Yeah, I can't, I can't blow very well, but um, <laughs> I'll do it. I'm good with my hands. <laughs> that's <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know what it is. About you. I can do pipe, pan pipes. Okay. Better push. But yeah, you, you've like played all sorts of instruments in lots of different bands. But you've how long have you been doing the Porteous thing? About a uh, year and a yeah, half? Yeah, it must be. Well, I sort of started it. I started thinking about it in my first year of uni. I'm going into third year now, but I think the first song was June last year. Right. So I'd say that's probably the first launch of it. Like the official when you really went to say that. Yeah, like right. this is this is what it is. How many songs did you record in the first early stages? Did you do a lot of record? Did you record yeah, I've got loads. Uh, yeah, a bit at home, um, and I, yeah, I self-produce a bit. So I've got loads of demos and loads of tracks and things. But um, I think I'm sort of really focusing on revisiting stuff and making it the best it can be, or like changing the production a bit because it's always changing. Like. Yeah, in terms of like style and and the standard of production is always getting better and better. Yeah. So Did you record your singles? You, you, yeah, you so all, all the ones so far is all me recording and mixing. Um, I think my one thinking wrong, my second single was Tom Donovan. Obviously, he's a mm-hmm. big name in the local, local scene. Local face. The yep. dude. So why did he, why did he choose to do do the second one with someone else and not record it? I all? was I think I got um, brass on it, so I got. Johnny Paul and Will Heaton um, and it was at the point it was like second I've done the first one I was like amazing amazing and then it all sort of comes down on you and they're like okay this is a lot of work to do and I'd not really mixed horns and stuff before um, and I thought like as I had the money I might as well go with Tom I know he'll do a really wicked job with it um, and yeah it was quite fulfilling to pass it on and sort of do it that way uh, but I've I've sort of come back with my third one. I I carried on and mixed it myself. Do you think that I feel like it's, it's, it's obviously a different experience mixing with someone else? Did yeah. You feel, did you feel like it was taken out of your hands? Or no, I don't think so. Like I think you do have to have a, a trust and like a respect for the producer, mm-hmm. which is difficult to find. Which is why again, like why I chose Tom for it because he is someone I've worked with on a lot of projects. Um, but there is always an element of when you're doing it yourself especially at the moment, like I have no deadline for the next thing I'm going to release. So it means if I don't like the guitar, sort of a good and a bad thing, I'm talking about mental health, it oh. could be. It's like you can't actually put a, a final stop on it. But, because you're always changing it. Yeah, you're always but it does mean that you can like get it to the point where you're like, I'm really happy with this and I'm not constricted by money or time or anything. Um, and I've definitely got better at it. That's sort of one of the processes... Like I've learnt so much in a year and like whatever I feel like 
solo projects are really good for that because you just really find it's, it's your like own way of doing thing, things. The ultimate you? DIY. Exactly. Yeah. You literally, you've you you're writing it, you're recording it, you're mixing yeah. it, you're doing everything yourself. It's like you just you're you're an island, you're your own man. Yeah. Exactly. But I could also imagine you could go around in circles forever because it's like that kind of like perfection. Yeah, without that yeah. second set of ears to kind of have Hell, another. Yeah, and you need that, yeah. and you need that. And I think that's partly it. Like, around the time that I released my second one, I did my first gig, which again was I'm not mu- like I wasn't really singing much before that. And I've always liked singing, mm-hmm. but always not been as confident with it as playing an instrument. It's really weird. Like, I'd play, I could sort of kick my legs about and dance and things with the piano but like as soon as it came to singing when I started uni it was like okay this is a bit scary but I love that like that's that's cool I wanted to push through that Mm -hmm. and I did this gig and that's how I met my manager he turned up and it was a sort of a a real feeling of um he approached me on social media I didn't know whether he was legit but um he was like I would uh, have you got any gigs coming up or anything? And I had the choice of saying, not at the moment, <laughs> you know, because this is my first one, I'm scared. I don't want a, someone to come and then it sort of blacklists me from all the music industry because I'm yeah. rubbish. Do you know what I mean? That feeling. On one WhatsApp group. Yeah, exactly. That's been, the thing. Yeah. All managers. Or, it, like, just do it and say, you know, come along. Um, was it just you? Yeah, it was just me. A solo gig. First one. It was like... Um, I'd got a set of songs together because I've written loads of stuff now like in terms of what I've produced um, and got ready to release it's like a couple of songs but like in terms of writing it's just loads and so loads how did you choose what uh, say I don't know uh, you have 50 tracks like in bits and pieces how did yeah. you know that the first single was the one like did I don't did yeah I, d- I think it's hard to tell because there's a couple of my re- like friends who are all Really talented musicians. Well, my uni. The first song. Oh, um, vibe with you. Vibe with you. Yeah, that's. Um, it. and I, it was the first one I brought in, so I think for that reason I had the most time to revisit it and really go, is this what I want it to be like? Mm. So I was at the point where I was like, I'm happy with this, but at the same time, because there's a sort of naivety to it in some ways, it meant I wasn't overthinking any lyrics or. In the same way now, when you delve into songwriting, it's like, but what does that mean? And why why have you used that word there? Whereas this was like, I don't really know what that means necessarily yet, but it sounds cool, so I'm going to put it in there. And I think it all came together. Um, But yeah, I was happy I put that out first in the end. It just sort of felt the right thing to do. And a lot of my friends are still sort of contemplating, oh, what's the thing I put out first? And I'm always like, just do it, just pick something and do it, because mm. <laughs> it doesn't, the order doesn't always matter. I remember Sam Eagle was saying to me, um, "You like, it's a good idea to go with something that's maybe not so commercial. And then other people that were saying, go with your most commercial one. And there's like, there's so many ways of doing yeah, it, you know. I've got an opinion. So, yeah. it's so say, difficult. Regarding your singing. Yeah. I must admit, because we'd obviously seen you in lots of different bands playing keys, but I'd never heard you sing. Yeah. Then hearing your singing voice for the first time, it wasn't anything like Like you imagined. Like I imagined. I get, yeah, I get that. It's sort of different to my talking. Yes. But it's it's just rock. I've listened to rock like growing up straight. Like Led Zeppelin, Peace were a great band, like influence for me, and it's always that 
sort of high male vocalists, like not high as in drugs, high as in sure. range, um, but probably a bit of both. <laughs> did, you yeah, both. Yeah. did you just sing and it just came out? Yeah, or did you work on that's the what time? I wondered. Was that yeah? Was that I think like a conscious decision, or did that was that just no, the voice no, that never came a, out when you never really a conscious decision. Um, I think if anything, when I started, I sounded more like I was trying to be someone else. Mm-hmm. I feel like that must be quite common, of like you. Sounding like yeah, influences. But that was like 2015. I had a SoundCloud, like when I first mm-hmm. met you guys. But it was like I'd post a song on there and tuck it away, and like <laughs> people would hear it. And there's still, I still kept them up because I'm like, why not? It's yeah. funny. Um, but when I was doing that, there's certain songs which you listen back, it's like, oh, that's cringy. And it's just, there's certain ways I'm singing that is like I've just replicated yeah. something. But then I think with time, I grew a bit more comfortable. I think finding music, like loads of different musicians that are like points of reference that actually do sound like you rather than just like where I was looking at Robert Plant like completely and that was like my go-to is like, I want to be like him so yeah. I'm going to sound like him. Now it's like, I don't know, Jamie Cullum is someone I've been compared to a bit yep. in my voice um, who I'd never heard of before. It's people like that that it's like, no, just be yourself, just sing how you want to sing. And... um so is that I'm still first working single, on it, I think. a good example of what you are? Yeah, I think so. And it's something we've been because I've the, all the all the songs I've put out of slightly different um, twists. Like the second one's a bit jazzier, and the third one is a bit poppier. Um, but I think that is the heart of what I do, and and essentially like will continue with me as things change a bit, like in terms of production. Um, like in that indie rock thing is very much what I like where I where I come from the indie artist thing with a bit of jazz jazzy mm-hmm. indie jindy or yes <laughs> so I think really work. lyrically as well I was surprised with uh, I guess I guess because Tangerine Mandarin was the only thing I'd heard you yeah. sing on before which uh, for our listeners was very much a, about the lols yeah, it was like comedy, really kind of out yeah, there, yeah. Mighty Boosh kind of it was good. comedy it was, stuff. Yeah, the time. And then jam. to hear you singing sort of romantic lyrics yeah. was a real kind of uh, like, oh, was it up. weird? <laughs> it must have been quite because yeah. obviously I didn't have, I had like the the months in between it of doing it. Yeah, so, building, building up to yeah. it, I suppose. But to me, yeah, to hear it, it just like, yeah, it was just finished it was Lamborghini. Weird. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was I was weird. Like, Whoa, I didn't, I didn't hear that. Yeah, but was like lyric writing. Was that something you only started doing? I did. Or had you always written? Yeah, I mean, as I say, I think lyric? 2015, my parents split up, and that was a big moment for me of like mm-hmm. music becoming not just something that I do for fun and I go and and try and be like Jack Black. It was more (laughs) like actually something that I put emotion into and Mm -hmm. felt would help me with life and and is my outlet, essentially. And I think lyrics came into it at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wrote a lot of songs. Again, starting you actually had something to say. Yeah, I started with comedy again. Back then I wrote a song like in year eight... um, which is my first song called Tea Towel Holders, about tea towel holders and stuff. And I did, like, this EP with Blobfish and, like, all these things. Sure. And, like, it definitely, if you can write, it's just sort of lowering your inhibitions and writing something about anything. But then when that happened in the family, it was a bit more like I wrote a song 
that would come from the heart, you know, mm -hmm. and would be summing up my emotions. Mm -hmm. um, but I definitely went through the thing of, uh, like, maybe overwriting or underwriting, depending on, like, not everyone, not really thinking about everyone else. Which is sort of good. You have to oh, go as through in that. Writing just for yourself rather than writing. Yeah. So like for. Yeah, for or yeah, or understandable in some ways that maybe a bit too like. But do you think that's because then you were using that as a, just a tool to get through the situation that you were dealing yeah, with? Yeah, I think so, um, and it was so helpful for me. Like it really. Like a diary almost. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, that's a really like good way of putting it. I guess. Yeah, and I've still brought that with me, in that like through my course if I'm having a rough week or something just mm -hmm. if anything's propped up I'll write a song about it and it's I feel productive at the same time as feeling like I'm counselling myself and getting it, it in a song it's not like it doesn't even have to be like you're trying to write a single it's just, just get it out no just yeah get it out, whatever it might but, be a melody or just yeah I think the satisfying thing is after training at songwriting and learning some of the there's no do's and don'ts but I don't know like some of the ways to craft a song it means like even when you're doing that you can make something that you can look back on and, and be happy <laughs> listening to and a lot of I think a lot of what I put out I, I has been well all of what I put out so far has been that real meaning mm -hmm. and stuff and I've sort of brought that with me and it's only more recently I've done a bit more of the on the side I'm writing a pop song for a, a party animal <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, just to yeah. try it. Um, but I, I think that's definitely a, a big part of what I do, the, the real lyrics. Is music in... I mean, I'm talking to your family. Is music... Does it run in your family? Uh, a little bit. I've got... So my dad always played a bit of guitar. Yeah. Um, and... But, uh, yeah, sort of... He wrote a bit of songs, like... But he, ne he never really sang or anything. Um, so I've always grown up around that. But other than that, not really. I mean, there's always... My um, my grandma has a, a piano yeah. as well, which I'd always play. And I remember going around, and my brother would always play it. And he was always very, he was very cute and had nice hair. And he used to sort of touch the piano, and it was all really soft notes and things. And all the family would be like, "Oh, that's lovely, Natty. That's really nice." And then I'd always go up after watching School of Rock and like try and play it. And be like. Okay, Ben, yeah, okay, I think let's have our dinner now. And I don't know whether that sort of drove me to be like, no, I want to no, be good at yeah. the piano. And like, I was never pushed into music at all by anyone, um, which makes the love of it so organic for I just me. Don't, I can't don't understand where it's come from, where it comes from because I always thought it was like a genetic thing. Like, mm. yeah. like cause to be that yeah. good... Exactly. That, that's one of the things I was going to ask. Was, yeah, where, where, where the phrase did it come from? I mean... I think what, what stage did you realise you were really good? And <laughs> I still don't realise. I think it's a battle with musicians. You never fully think I'm really good. I mean, you must do. There's Bono and people that exist. Yeah, and they you, have got. The well, ego, I just mean on a te on a technical level, like there's these. The I think there's milestones, isn't there? There's like. Did you grades? No, I didn't, and I, I did to grade two I've got distinction grade two so if anyone ever asks what mm -hmm. grade I am at piano initial guitar grade one actually I've got grades initial and one and two oh really guitar. there you go so similar That's level good. Mm. yeah exactly so do you read do you read music? a little bit but I like, again with that one I can't really sight read very well it's like a a week long thing sure. I'll go so back it's, it's or like a couple of days almost all by ear always ear and 
is that thing I've had this keyboard a bit like the one there it is uh -huh. little keyboard um, just that I'd learn things off YouTube like blues improvisation and stuff and again I started f from improvisation and, and things that I loved rather than the classical piece that impressed you, my did, nan did, you know you, I mean? but did you find it hard to pick up did you take a lot of work or did it a come quite naturally? it came quite quickly I think um, I've always I'd never found anything that I was very good at at all uh, like sport I've always been abysmal at every sport there is um, like from a young age like all, I remember like vividly primary school just feeling very like I'm the only one here that just can't kick a ball and so I gr grew up to find it quite funny but um, oh yeah at, at that time, time it feels like, like everything yeah. yeah you're like oh my god like, I can't do it in the playground or whatever exactly always um, but <laughs> it's, like, really it's fair enough that, <laughs> yeah it's Every time. Don't wake up all griefs. No, it's sad. No, I got, I sort of, by secondary school, like, linking back to it, like, I think I started finding this thing that I could put time into and enjoy putting time into, and I would, I'd see results of it and actually do something. You might recognise me from my collaborations with Radiohead and Stephen Hawking. I actually did a lot of his heavy lifting for him. Anyway, I'm here to tell you about Best Days Vintage. If you like sustainable vintage fashion, feel-good prints and positive well-being, then they're the guys for you. Visit them at 40 Elf Lane, Colchester, or online at bestdaysvintage.co.uk. Peace out, mother crushers. Um, like, and and really, I, I don't know, I really invested a lot of time just watching YouTube and things. I think that's partly, if I was waiting on a teacher maybe it would have stunted it a bit yeah. for me because it would have been partly like, okay, it's driven by what they want to do. Yeah. And also I've got to wait till next week to carry on. So what age are you doing this? Um, must have been like year seven, year eight, secondary mm -hmm. school. So what age is that? Twelve? Yeah, yeah, twelve. 13, yeah. Um, and I started on African drum, like djembe. That's from a younger age. That was like year three. In the club, we everyone was doing that. In the clubs, sure. No, not in like attic in the yeah. the drumming club. <laughs> right, okay. African we drumming club. Drum. <laughs> yeah, in the club, all the kids, you yeah, yeah. freeze. Uh, but yeah, I started there, and then I got bored of playing drums because we moved to the countryside and playing drums. There's only so many Phil Collins solos you can try and do um, till you get a bit bored of just playing drums. I found. So I just started learning piano because I thought that's a good one to do on your own. Um, and yeah, and it worked. And that's it. So I don't know. And I've just ever since then, like, spent all just, my time on it. And do you, did you, when you blend a better guitar then, did you just pick 
did you apply the guitar theory behind it? I mean, the piano theory, or did you just... Yeah, it just to... I think so. So my dad tried to teach me, um, I think, as I say, he tried to teach me guitar when I was younger. So I, was, I was, again, at School of Rock was, like, just the heart of why I wanted to do it for some reason. <laughs> it's coming up a lot. Yeah, I know, School of Rock, School of Rock. And um, my dad was, like, teaching me chords. Here's a G chord or whatever. Um, and I just got, I just couldn't do it. And I had such a short attention span when it was like <laughs> I didn't have any respect for my dad or whatever. It was like we're talking well, the homeschooling teaching me, thing. Yeah. It's difficult. Well, I identify with that. Yeah, with your dad mostly. Yeah, <laughs> and um, I was just like, no, I I've, unless I'm doing it, I can't do it. And then my mate taught me Seven Nation Army with one finger, and then I didn't touch a guitar for a while. Um, and then there was no piano on this holiday we went on once. Um, and there was a guitar, so I learnt all the classics, Blackbirds, like everyone, sure. all the classic guitar ones. Wonderwall. Yeah, no, I'd, I've. You draw the I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil anything later on, but certainly uh, not Wonderwall. <laughs> Blackbird. Yeah, Blackbird, the Beatles, the Beatles one. Well, that's a simple song to play. I know. Yeah. It's just one of the first songs I picked up. <laughs> no, it was. It was. It was Christ quite well, yeah, Most people, like, finger Most people learn that like Smoke in the Water or something. I know. No, but twice. I did do that. But you I did already it years Seven Nation Army. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's actually quite. If you sit down with Blackbird for a week, I promise you, you'll yeah. do it. It's one of those ones. It's like two strings, and that's it. And it's, it looks harder than it is. I've seen Paul McCartney play that, like a video of him playing recording that, and I was like, and he struggles. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, I don't yeah, know, but is it? I know. I still. I've been playing guitar a bit more, mm-hmm. but I still sort of. It's my secondary mm-hmm. one. Um, and I use it in production a lot, as you hear, and I can vibe with you. It's very guitar-driven, mm-hmm. but less so as a go-to instrument to play or live. So, so the course that you're taking, what, yeah. what's the official...? It's the Institute of Contemporary Music Performance right. in London. And there's a songwriting... Songwriting degree. Degree. What are What would you say the most important things you've learned that, that have been? Um, top tips top songwriting tips that is very good I think write, <laughs> writing loads of stuff is the yeah. first one practice yeah. makes perfect right 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 like mm-hmm. absolutely I went to a talk Tom Robinson talk about that um, and it was he was talking about that's the six music yeah the yeah. six music guy um, and I can't remember who it was there was some hit writers in the 60s or something not the Beatles. <laughs> I've never heard of Stock Aiken and Waterman. Yeah, I don't know. Oh. Elvis I'm not sure. songwriters. What were they called? There was some. I won't. We won't dwell on it. But yeah. there's two. <laughs> there, I don't know. Really. I thought I recognised the name, but they were. They basically his point was they had like 15 hits in the space of two years or something, and he was saying their secret was not that they were golden writers and everything they wrote was amazing. But they'd go 500 in 500 songs and 50 yeah they'd go in 9 till 5 every day with a tape machine and um, a pad mm-hmm. and write songs non-stop 9 till 5 with a little break every day and that was their week and that you know and that is how they <laughs> wrote all these hits and like I think that's the biggest thing is just writing loads of stuff and you go through phases of thinking everything you write is no good to then like thinking everything you write is really good yeah um, that's a more fun phase. and then yeah exactly which I like I've been through that a bit and I think 
now I'm a, a bit more on the other side of like that. That can stay there. I've made that and yeah, move, let's move, move on. on. Yeah. Um, and some you, there's a big thing as well about like every ninth song for some reason people always say on my course like it's like a superstitious thing. But every ninth dong, ninth song is dong. Is, um, it's, um, every night thong is cool. every thong. Every thong is uh, one of the things we learn is like is like keep we say keep chipping at the coal mine. Yeah, and eventually you get a diamond. Yeah, that's it. And it is. I think everyone's doing that. Like everyone's trying to find the hooks. Yeah. Like whether you're Calvin Harris or <laughs> just a kid in your bedroom, like it's the yeah. same thing. Um, so that that's the biggest tip. Um, and then there's obviously more technical stuff. I think. Maybe another one is like rhyme. If you try and work from rhyme, people say that's not the best way to do it. It's actually, I mean, everyone has to. I tend to always <laughs> think about the rhyme. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, but does it rhyme? Come on. But they say like content dictates form. That's a, a big thing they always say. The, the content always dictates the form, whether it's structure, whether it's rhyme. Um, so start with your message start by writing verse one the girlfriend leaves you and the chorus um you're happy you've broken up or whatever like you write the message down and then everything else comes afterwards Interesting. and uh, for some reason they i mean there's no one way to do it but that's like a really interesting way of thinking what almost you... because it's against yeah. what i like to do right because right, it's because i always imagined it is more about melody yeah, and I mean melody, melody, yeah. Melody and lyric hook. Like, the melody, the chorus particularly, was, like, the key to... I think it is. Do you, do you tend to start with words or... I think... Or chords or... I whatever. find melody and chords um, a lot easier than lyrics. Mm -hmm. So I've definitely challenged myself to write lyrics first, um, just for the past year and a half, because I know that where I could do a song in terms of melody and chords in, like, an hour... Mm -hmm. I could spend three days on a lyric. But I've definitely got to the point now where I can do a lyric relatively quickly as well, um, depending on the song. Uh, and it's, all, it's that thing of if, you're, if you do it at speed and make sure you always revisit stuff, then you're getting more out. And, and are, you can... going back to old, are you going back to old songs then? When you're yeah. like writing and recording, you're recording stuff. All the time, Going back yeah. to listen to it going, I could change that now and make this better or do this. Or... It's that, yeah, the self-feedback, like redrafting is another huge thing, which is like the secret ingredient of if you don't redraft a song, it's sort of, I don't know, it's like you're missing a, a huge trick there because it, it could be the difference between it, you know, being yep. the the best thing to not making sense. I suppose this kind you know? of fantasy image of these genius songwriters sitting there and the song comes out perfectly formed, yeah, like this beautiful thing. Mm. I just played it in, and in five minutes we had this masterpiece. Yeah, but the reality is, it's it it's not like always that. like that. And I think it could be an amazing song in there if you rework the bridge or something. Yeah, then... and some sometimes it's not even rewriting anything. Like the biggest feedback I always hear with everyone at my uni is structural stuff often or like a single lyric or like what does that mean like show it to your mum and see if she understands it it's that sort of mm -hmm. thing but like a lot of it is sometimes we don't realise we've written five choruses and you get a bit sick of it so it's like being not too precious about it of like actually I can halve that there 
and I can speed, get to the the point a bit, you know. Yeah. Realizing that not everything you come up with is yeah is perfect. It's perfect. So it's weird, as we were saying. It's like the first thing is realizing that you can come up with things that are good. So yeah. Don't put yourself down. Lower your inhibitions. Do yeah. it. But and then all be good. Yeah. But then when you get to the point where you feel like that, it's like no, too much. Now. Yeah. I feel it's that balance. Yes. Good metaphor for life, I think. Mm. I think so. Yeah. How do you practice your instruments? Uh, I'm still very much. I'm probably like a really not a model musician in terms of practice, in that like I don't <laughs> really do it, and because I think if I'm busy with stuff, I'll find ways of the practice being part of what I'm doing. So like if I'm doing lots of band work, um, I'll do practice obviously for the band stuff or what's on my mind. Um, but I always try and do something that I know I'll find fun and enjoyable. Um, I think like maybe six years ago or so, like I was definitely doing a lot more of the sitting down doing scales in my room um, because I felt like I need to force myself to do this and I'll reward myself at the end and play blues again. But I need to do this like major. Did you, did you think that helped or hindered you? I think it definitely helped because you get people you get the sort of extremists on both sides in music that you see a lot more like in the jazz world of like the, you have to have theory or like theory's rubbish and you don't need theory. And I think it, again, it's that balance of like, um, having a bit of knowledge is never a bad thing at all. Um, Guess what? There's no sound in the live stream. Oh no. No sound. There'll be sound now. <laughs> Fucking hell. Well, we can go back. The microphone. No, it's, it's, recording the, it's recording on there. Oh, oh well, well, that's the good. Podcast. So all the people that haven't heard a thing... <laughs> yeah, should we just sum it up? A few words? Yeah. <laughs> Sam's been... Sam. <laughs> Sam's messages. Sam Eagle, it's me. Yeah, he just messaged on there. To say I can't hear you. Yeah. <laughs> that is good of him, though. Yeah. How long has it been? The whole time? Or? whole time, yeah. <laughs> it happens a lot. It happens that's a right. lot, yeah. We should get into the habit of checking mm. before. Well, we can sort of treat it as a... Well, sure yeah, we've got it all here. We've got that. We're live. Uh, okay, I've got a question for you. If you could be in any band, yeah, what band would you be in? If you could choose to be, be a musician or member of a band. That's very difficult to think of. Um, An accepted member as well. So you can yeah, accepted. You. I don't know. I feel like, yeah, my speaking from my heart and from my my childhood... Dream, I feel like being in Led Zeppelin would be I, amazing. I thought that's what you were going to say. I yeah. never knew that about you, though. You're a bit of a rock. Huge, boy. yeah. Led Zeppelin mainly, mm-hmm. like not nothing else. But I don't, I don't really listen <laughs> to, <laughs> no, definitely other stuff. Like, but um, they were always like at the forefront. I just really, as musicians, all of the players in that band I thought were just incredible. Um, but at the same time, I, more I think about it, like what would I bring to the team? They did it fine. But I don't know. Well, they didn't have a keyboard player. They did. They? So the bassist was John Paul Jones. Yeah, right? John Paul Jones. And he played thirty-seven instruments, Fuck and he played no. all, well, I mean, no, all live, the keys. Yeah, yeah, keys. He played. Isn't he busy playing bass. Like? He played organ, or like stuff. He used organ pedals to do the bass while he played oh, the played keys, keys parts. Jeez. How cool is that? And he was a really good like um, cloaking designer. Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> and it's perfect. Yeah, you know him. Delicious. Yeah, he's a great he dude. He did the string arrangement on uh, REM's Automatic for the People. Really? Yeah. And he was playing with C6 Steve at one point. Not music. What a guy. No, <laughs> um, well, you are. This, you are. It's your choice. Yeah. yeah. You know, they've, accepted, they've accepted you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're you're great, mate. You're I, mean, I think it's well, just relax. that is rock and roll as well. Imagine being in like a killer rock and roll band. Well, in the like 70s, the especially. Yeah. Oh. It would be mad. But um, I don't know. I wouldn't want to overthink it too oh, much. Do you, like, do you like the film Almost Famous? Have you seen Almost Famous? I'm not sure I have. I think I, I thought I've heard of it. Well, you should. If you like the idea of being in a band in the 70s and touring around America mm-hmm. I bet then you really, really should watch that Katie okay. Hudson Kate Hudson yep I'll watch that yep I like it's, it. it's a beautiful film I wanted to quickly go on before we move on um, TikTok yep. the reason I asked about TikTok is because we had a conversation about this the other day and you telling me how one of your key kind of strategies I guess as an as a artist yeah. is to really focus in on TikTok yeah, I think so. Right, why? So it's one of those things. I would never naturally do it, but I've been told to do it by my manager. Like this is, he was saying, you can't avoid this. Like this is a really important platform to to look at, and it's so early stages that you sort of go on. You're like, well, what is going on here? This is, and like for musicians, it's not sitting down and playing an instrument or writing a song. So it doesn't seem important. But it comes back to the whole thing of like having um, fans as an artist or a musician is like will will help everything. It's sort of come, it's the heart of of um, like making a career out of music. Essentially, if you have people that are interested and will buy into what you do um, and love what you do on an emotional level then suddenly, like, you can actually keep creating and things like that. So TikTok is probably the best way to generate or grow a fan base at the moment um, as a musician. And it took it's taken me, like, a couple of months to get my head around it, but, like, I'm definitely seeing it a bit more now. That and Because I, he said to me important. that it was, like, saying, concentrate on TikTok, kind of, like, the short short version of TikTok rather than a songwriting as much as a kind of marketing tool right? yeah I think it's that because of the attention span though. it's attention span yeah it's coming back to it of like and even like in terms of songwriting it feeds in with like the way pop songs are being written now is you're straight in a lot more with the chorus or the hook because who can be bothered to like listen to how you get there they want to hear you there and then maybe a bit of the story behind it and then back with the hook um, and it's sort of a scary thing, but in other ways, it's it's not too dissimilar to Beatles hits in the sixties that start with the. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's it's the same. It's always been the same. Um, and I think social media is going that way. It's like, you know, feel people a film could sometimes feel like more than if you're tired, you want to watch a TV program, and then like even a TV program, I've found like when I'm at uni and I've got projects, it's like, oh, have I got 30 minutes to watch something? Actually, no, I need to watch something that's three minutes long on YouTube. Yeah. And then even then, it's like 15 seconds, one minute. It's going, it's really short, but it, if you can show a bit of personality and a bit of what you do... And that, within 15 seconds. Yeah, within 15 seconds, or even a minute. It's mental, isn't it? Really? It is crazy, but it's so doable. 
I suppose in the same way that the album as a concept is kind of yeah it's so uh, there's definitely still still there and like I think when you're at the point that you've got some fans that are interested um people always like, will go for the album and more, yeah more. and like there's there's it's definitely not dead like albums aren't dead but in terms of release strategies it's now a lot more what's the killer song that's going to draw the people in first yeah. and you've got to sort of think of it of like that but me and me and Sam were having a big chat and the difference between TikTok and Instagram and Facebook um is with Instagram and Facebook you can you know have loads of lovely people that follow you and your friends on there but you can post something or like you can spend a lot of time on something and you can feel like maybe I don't know no one cares about it really it's you can get in that frame of mind with social media there's no immediate mm-hmm. like response mm-hmm. but because TikTok's non-algorithmic and such a new platform there's actually and and because of the demographic it's slightly younger sort of very inclusive audiences um it's really like quite inspiring and amazing like the the amount of people that if you take it seriously can actually really um dig what you do on there and but support you do you think you, that's you know? the problem with social media is that the algorithms that are like put into place are completely making it a c- commercial thing that I way. think so, so the only way to get any any kind of traction is to build it over a long period of time that's or, it or money I think or, pay, or, yeah, pay, like, pay for it. like paid um, promotion if you wanted the same response on which Instagram which is probably where TikTok will go eventually because yeah, like it, Facebook I'm sure, will yeah. and then that'll be that but I think they um, at this point <laughs> it's not like that so it's like do yeah, it why yeah. not um, yeah, jump on it while, while it's exactly it's yeah it's which fresh. is weird because we've spoken about this before and we've always we poo-pooed it until very recently yeah but so have I like, half-heartedly kind of like done some stuff on it but. Mm. and it's like we were talking about it's when you can get over the fact of I mean you can do what you like on there and I read a forum about um, finding your like star factor which is all <laughs> I found it a bit cringe but it was it was sort of saying like be authentic to yourself if you want to tell funny jokes just do it and just post them and you'll find it fulfilling and people will buy into that and enjoy that and support that in the same way that if you did that to your family and friends on Instagram, then it may be a bit like, oh, I'm not really getting the response I want. It's the fact it's pushed to like thousands of people that when you put a hashtag comedy or something are into comedy and want to hear new jokes and stuff. So Hashtags are important on TikTok. Yeah, a little bit. I think... It's you know it varies. There's no right or wrong, which is good and bad. Mm. Well, I wrote a about Nick Knowles today on uh, TikTok. So good. I uh, used the hashtag Nick Knowles. <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> I, can't, I can't imagine. I can't many, imagine the TikTok users knowing. I bet there's a lot. Many ten there must be those looking searching for Nick two Knowles. billion. You can see the amount. I'd like to see hashtag. Yeah, it was so funny. Imagine that. have got all the old. I can't imagine. You've been on Facebook. Yeah. Coy, if ever want to be bloody slipping off their chairs. <laughs> Exactly. Okay, I want to talk. I want to move on to our new regular feature. <laughs> I would like to call this feature "Bad for Life." Nice.
are you familiar with the concept, Ben? I am. I saw this. I saw this one. So you choose you can... two bands. Don't tell us which are which. Mm-hmm. You say that one band you could listen to for all eternity, happily. One band you would erase from existence. Okay. So say the two bands in okay. rather, no order, and then we'll see if we can. I mean, you gave, us, you gave us a clue earlier. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think Steve picked up on it. So ask, ask Steve. You'll know though. Okay. Um, Radiohead mm-hmm. and Oasis. Oh, I would suspect. I think that you're going to put Radiohead as your band for life, and you're going to stick Oasis in the bin. This is the correct. Bouncing on fly. And I, I did well, have I mean, a big no, thing. I think it's the first time I've heard some Oasis in the bin. I don't yeah, I know. So I was thinking. I know your bro- your brother often comes in here and slags Oasis. Yeah, we're mm. is, we're quite an anti Oasis family. Because I'm going for a bit of an Oasis Renaissance. Oh, yeah. really? Mm. Oh. A lot of they keep coming up on Facebook at the moment, and I haven't been on Facebook for so long. But suddenly the videos keep coming up on this Manchester lemon. Yeah, thing. I think. I mean, very much enjoying. Is them. it is it the kind of the sort of Beatles copyist aspect of them that you yeah but I, I don't know I've I've definitely numbed to it a bit more but I still wouldn't want to listen to them and I was trying to think why it's just so really yeah I don't <laughs> I don't <laughs> I mean, feel that I don't I want like Wonderwall is is a hit isn't it so you can't really dispute that necessarily mm. but um, I my argument for it is sort of coming from that Beatles thing. If you were raised Oasis, I'm sure there's a Beatles B-side or something that would cover them. That would fill that. Yeah, need. whereas I was thinking of like some other people that I'm not as much of a fan of, mm-hmm. but I feel like they've always got something that is a bit more... Um, I don't know. that if it, I feel like I'm depriving people of something if I take them away and put them in a bit. But um, with Oasis, I feel like you, wouldn't, you don't know it now, but you would be fine. Even Yeah. Mm. And they're they're not very nice either. No, he's they're quite mean. That's the thing. So it's like yeah. there's two there's two two these. things that normally like if they were lovely people I'd be like, oh, I can't put them in the bin. Mm. But I don't really like their music and I don't think they're very nice. Mm. Double So but you know Well then talk to me about really Radiohead. Do. You're on very safe ground here. Mm. Yeah. Well, do you know what? They're in the bin as well. Actually. Oh, no, no, was it? Come on. no, I was, so it was a difficult one because I was trying to prepare for this with both of them. Both sides I find difficult. Um, but like, what band would you want to listen to forever, exclusively? You know, um, and I think it would be Radiohead just from the way that they evolve, mm-hmm. as well as the fact that they're just amazing and everything they put out is so like. Just so good. Like I've loved everything they've done. They've, there's so many different vibes of things. Like you've got Pablo Honey, like all of the real like rocky stuff. Um, and then you get later on and to like I don't know in Rainbows, which is just that bit more electronic, a bit more alternative. Like all, all everything they've done is great. And I feel like they're still they still got more in them. Mm-hmm. They've gone. They always will go quiet a bit, but you know. Be as quiet as you want, just come back with another album. Yeah, it's so rare that a band of that age that have been around for that long is still making music that's so relevant. And forward thinking. Yeah, yeah it's exactly, forward thinking is the one. Like, is the he... last one was amazing. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful, Moonshake Re- Ball. Yeah, Moonshake Ball, amazing. 
Even you think like someone like Bowie, who who constantly evolved and had like his like drum and bass phase in the nineties and all that, mm. like it was mostly ignored by everybody. It didn't seem sort of culturally mm. relevant or you know. Yeah, like absolute like superstar, kind of but on a bandwagon. Yeah, bandwagon it's still. A bit. But whereas Radiohead, it's always it, it and, feels like, authentic, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. And like you know, the way younger generations get into them, like all the kids who come in here that are the, sort of in the bands or whatever, just all love Radiohead. Still, yeah. It makes so much sense, though. I mean, that's it. And I will fight. They're very... I think with music taste, it's one of those things. I'm always very liberal with it. And, like, the whole... I would never really put a band in the bin. Like, Oasis. <laughs> there's so many people that love yeah. Oasis. But... Um, we don't actually have the power to... Exactly. We can't really do it. But, like, with Radiohead, it's one that I'll always fight the corner a bit. Yeah. Or feel I have to. They're, because... they're, the, hill. they're the hill you're willing to die on. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, nobody's tried to put me in the bin yet, but I'd, I'd no. love to have a sort of. There's my love my mum's my mum's boyfriend actually. Is he he's, anti, yeah, he's anti an anti, and he loves Oasis, but he's a lovely dude. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure he's good enough for her. <laughs> no, he's uh, great. He's great. He's listening. What is he? What's his argument for? Uh, for not liking him? I, I think it's just so not his. He's just thing. like, oh, it sounds miserable. He's, Makes me want to yeah. talk. Yeah, that's kind of really challenging. It is. Yeah, it's not immediate. And there's, I think, a lot of people that don't like them go. That's the snobbery thing. They see a bit of that from yeah, Tom York, and like they don't like that. And I, you know, you can understand. It's not like, they don't bit. really write pop records today. It's no, it's, it's an I album think, you have to work hard at. I yeah, think it's true. Because they've never let you down. You, you're willing to put the time in. If, if it is slightly challenging to start with, mm. you, you know, it's gonna reap dividends. Whereas for some bands, you'd be like, oh, that's a bit too. Imagine my dad listening mm. to Radiohead. Yeah, he would just. Straight well, I think he, yeah, yeah, he has. Well, I think he's come in the shop and said, "Yeah, this, this I mean, it's funny. <laughs> There's still myself. some songs, isn't there, where it's like, I'm not listening to that today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. me over the edge. This is <laughs> this on the middle of uh, Hail to the Thief. Yeah, the one with the clapping. Yeah, oh, it's just yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we suck yeah, blood. It's good. cool. And I, yeah, I, I almost always skip that one because it's just, just so sad. Yeah, it's just so downbeat. Yeah, that's good fun. <laughs> it was like to miss clapping in the wrong place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's fun. Clapping yeah. in the wrong place. I'm trying to think. There's definitely one or two that's like. You, what, have, my, you have to be in the right sort of wallowing. Yeah, place, right? but I remember. Oh, what? What? He's one of these people, know. like Michael Stipe. That you know, said that Michael Stipe could sing the phone book and still sound beautiful. Yeah, I think with Tom York is the same. I think he could probably pick anything up and make it sound beautiful it's true there's just a lot of memes about I was on a Radiohead meme page and it was like you can't ever have any bad lyrics if no one knows what you're singing <laughs> but you know he did yeah. all these big long notes there's but a, it's just so beautiful there's like, some the comedian who always. does a whole skit about Tom York, Tom York. he does all this gibberish second and like, so <laughs> it was a really yeah but it's I, funny yeah, isn't I it don't, I don't get I suppose I'm always going to say that on I because mm. I think he's you know an absolute he's, god he's so god. Slavka was hanging around, hanging around with Tom York at Glastonbury last time she was at Glastonbury. What? He was DJing. That's mad, yeah, I remember. She went to the toilet and he waited for her. Why she took a That's so in cool. Portaloo. Didn't, uh, what didn't Sam talk to Ed O'Brien at Latitude? Uh, yeah, we oh, we yeah, he did. I remember. Yeah. Oh, he was so Anna amazed Patch, about Anna that. Patch told us that. Yeah, yeah he, was, he couldn't believe that. I, mean, I can't remember what I was doing, but it wouldn't have been anywhere near as good at the time. We were like, what? He's Ed O'Brien's on the latest Adam Buxton podcast. Oh, I don't know if so you mad. listen to that. No, no. Well, you should. No, I bet it's good. Okay. It's Do you worth... listen to Off Menu as well, the James A. Caster podcast? No, no but uh, that's Matt, really good. Steve's brother does him. Yeah. Really fun. Really good. Yeah, I've I've heard good things actually. 
these comedians. Yeah, there's not enough time in the day. Mm. If but I, I do if it I before watch dinner. all the Netflix shows that yeah, everyone tells me to watch, listen to all the albums. Well, you've had a whole lockdown. Yeah, <laughs> but you haven't stopped, kids, I guess. You've, had, you've got kids. kids, you've got a business online. Yeah. You've sort and of been carrying on. You've got our own podcast. You've got yeah, podcast. Well, exactly. exactly. You shouldn't be plugging other people's. Yeah, Although, if you're going to listen to one other. Alan Buxton. Make it the Alan Buxton podcast. Okay. Well, thank you for being part of the Failed Rockstar Club podcast. Thank you for having me on. It's been lovely. And we should we should reiterate because people like Ben, who are obviously not failed rock stars, he's up very much at the start of his journey and is well, we massively, know, massively talented. The ethic and the ethos of Failed Rockstar Club mm. is that you are never a failure if you try. That's it. So whatever it's true. happens and whatever doesn't happen for everyone, it's like. Just if you give it your best happen. shot, then yeah, you, I think whoever does anything, like even doing this podcast, it's yeah. like it's, it's you get. It, you, the, the, I was reading things was saying there's three things that make you, can make you happy in life. Yeah, learning something, mm-hmm. helping someone, mm-hmm. or trying to do something. That's all. That's good. good. I and thought there was gonna be a curveball in there. <laughs> <laughs> Touching someone. <Yeah. laughs> Oh, no, I was there's there was going to be one. Those three things. Chocolate mouse. If you hold on to those three, like those three That's good. cornerstones it's of so existence, true. then you can't really go too far wrong. Oh, yeah. we, should, we should open with that every week. That's we great. Should remind mm. ourselves. And I feel like to think of this podcast, it's learning something, but it's also mm. doing something and trying something. Mm. Well, we always like learn from our guests. Yeah. We're trying to please people, mm. and we're helping them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Out of their pants. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I want to, get, I want to get you to get set up. While yeah, I do. Um, just finish off talking. Yeah, go so, for it. So, yeah, thank you everyone for listening to Fad Rock Club. Rock, rock Star Club podcast, and we should say, Ben, what is the best way to find your music, yeah. find your social medias? Do you want to do a so? That's TikTok. Yeah, TikTok's so um, clicking off on you. Oh, there it is. People have been watching my Nick Knowles song, I reckon. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah. It's gone viral, I reckon. Um, so, best places of Porty's music on Instagram um, and on TikTok, which is a big one now. Instagram, I'm mostly active, and then Spotify, just Porteous, Apple Music, Deezer. Anything and Facebook as well, Porteous Artist. So, all your songs are on our playlist. Mm-hmm. That's playlist. very kind. It always helps to add songs to playlists, doesn't it? That's yeah, a good thing it's on true. Spotify, yeah, so. if you want to help musicians out, mm. add them to your playlist, favorite it, yeah. follow them. That's the thing. But I'm doing a this is an exclusive track which I wrote in lockdown. Um, and it was when we were just sitting watching the moon. So it's called Watch the Moon. Excuse me, I'm going to film you. You go for it. Um, Should I I do the drums? What do you reckon? Drums or no drums? I think you should do the drums. So there's drums on here. Are we going to do it? All the things that this. It's brand new. I've got the lyrics here as well. I'm going to see how I do. Okay. the stars at night Wondering how they got so high If I had a way I'd start the climb up Just to see what I could find It 
It's funny that I'm in this place Thinking what lives so far away But can't you tell by its face That pale old moon has lots to say And I'm listening Cause I just wanna watch the moon tonight Way it sits and dresses up in white. Come on over and I'll hold you tight while we lay and watch the sky. I've been living it all so. I didn't look up for way too long How can I be so forgetful To forget what nights are for As all of the light moves on by I dream of the ways that I could fly I guarantee that I would find that those horizons know this morn And they're listening Cause I just want to watch the moon tonight The way it sits and dresses up in white Come on over and I'll hold you tight while we lay and watch the sky Let's set the table up for three, my love For you and me and all that stands above Cause I just wanna watch the moon tonight While we lay and watch the sky And Watch the moon tonight The way it sits and dresses up in white Come on over and I'll hold you tight While we lay and watch the sky So set the table up for three, my love For you and me and all that stands above Cause I just wanna watch the moon tonight while we lay and watch the sky oh, I just want to watch the moon tonight There it is Thank you very much